At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. May I speak to you in the name of the one who creates, redeems, and sanctifies. Amen. Please be seated. In one of the courses that I teach at Fordham, I begin the semester by writing God in big, bold letters on the whiteboard. And I ask my students to shout out what comes to mind when they hear the name God. Each semester's responses are a little different, but typically the adjectives they, the adjectives they give me end up describing God as some cross between Zeus and Santa Claus. The image of God that they have in their mind is of a grandfather figure in the sky, loving the world, judging it, and also like a puppet master, controlling it. It definitely reminds me at the beginning of every semester that I have my work cut out for me as a professor. I, be, I begin with this anecdote because this is precisely the reason why I so often struggle with the stories in the gospel where Jesus cures someone of an illness. When he raises Lazarus from the dead, heals those who are unable to speak, makes the blind see, cures leprosy, allows those who are paralyzed to walk. My discomfort with these stories is not so much about whether or not they're true, but that these stories make us believe certain things about how God works in the midst of suffering. It is as if that Zeus, Santa Claus God that my students always depict now has a stethoscope and a medical kit. Because of these stories, I expect God to show up and cure illnesses and take pain and suffering away. In today's gospel story, we hear that Jesus went to a healing pool called Bethsatha. The healing pool at Bethsatha attracted people with all sorts of illnesses, but particularly those who were blind and paralyzed. The waters of the pool were fed by an underground spring. And legend has it, on occasion, an angel would move the waters. The first person to enter the troubled waters would be healed. And so everyone would gather to watch the surface of the water for any sign of movement. A small bubbling from the underground spring or even a slight breeze could cause a stampede of people trying to be first in the water. It is not surprising then that Jesus encounters a man who had been waiting for 38 years, coming back to the healing waters day after day, week after week, hoping that someone would help him be the first into this pool whose waters might cure him. Jesus approaches the man and simply asks, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be healed? And the man responds, sir, I have no one to put me in the water. While I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. And with that, Jesus says, take your mat, you are healed. 
Wouldn't it be nice if Jesus continued to show up in the world like this today? I am sure we have all had a moment, or several, when we wanted Jesus to show up and make a miracle happen. What if Jesus just walked right into a hospital and a friend or sibling or parent or child who was undergoing chemo treatments could just touch Jesus' cloak and be cured of their cancer? What if Jesus appeared in the midst of the most tragic death of a young person and could raise her from the dead and bring her back to life? More than anything, I want God to work in the world this way. I wanted Christ to show up in the midst of my mother's suffering and cure her before she died. I wanted Christ to raise my brother from the dead. I'm sure we've all had a moment, or several, when we wanted Jesus to show up and make a miracle happen. But I feel as though my Christian faith is calling me and calling all of us to understand God in a different and more significantly deeper way. Notice that there is something interesting about this particular story we hear today. In contrast to a few other miracles in the gospel narratives, like when Jesus puts his saliva on a man's eyes to cure him of his blindness, in this story we do not have Jesus issuing a command that cures or even a laying on of hands. It is his presence. It is Christ's presence that heals. As Marissa said in her sermon last week, Christ has a radical, wild, overwhelming presence. Imagine what it would be like to stand in front of God. But if Christ's presence is what is healing, and Christ no longer walks on this earth, then what is the good news for us? Here's my best guess at answering that question. I think that the healing powers of Christ today are to be found in and through us. The healing presence of Jesus is to be found in and through a community of Christ's disciples. Recall the gospel passage from last week. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. This commandment, of course, mirrors Christ telling his disciples that where two or three are gathered, there Christ will be in their midst. You are Christ's body in the world. Where two or three of you are gathered, there Christ is. Where a community is gathered and living out this new commandment, there the healing presence of Christ abides. If you are in pain, suffering, carrying a burden too great to carry, would you believe that the healing presence of Christ that we read about in the gospel today is to be found in this very room, among you? The healing presence of Christ is found here, among his disciples, loving one another as Christ loved us. Although Jesus' physical body is no longer among us, God is still working in the world, 
And God is still working in the world through you, through this very community. I will admit that we might not be able to cure one another unless we have any doctors in the congregation. If we're understanding curing as eliminating all evidence of disease and healing as becoming whole, then Christian community is where we are healed. And to be sure, it is possible to cure without healing, as it is possible to heal without curing. Perhaps Christ is inviting us today to consider that it is only in relationship and only in community that we are most fully healed. So much of the time when I find myself in the midst of illness or suffering, I find that what I crave is God's love, divine, supernatural love. But I only ever find it within human love. This is why I'm a Christian, because I can feel God only through physical existence, can feel God's love only in the love of other people. I can know God only in relationship with others. What would it be like to stand in front of God? What if the closest we get to standing in front of God is right here? I will conclude with this. The last sentence of our gospel passage today states, it was the Sabbath. It was the Sabbath. But Jesus was not in the temple. He was out with the marginalized, the disenfranchised, the powerless, the outcasts. And isn't that the purpose of being healed within a community? We come together so that we may go out. We are healed so that we may go heal others. You are a conduit of God's grace in this world and of Christ's healing presence. Where do you go to be healed? And when you feel that you are made whole, where do you then bring that healing presence of the living God? Jesus said, stand up, take your mat, and walk. And at once, the man was made well. And he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath. Amen.